part two, connecting the gaps in healthcare. In this episode, the conversation continues the topic of community healthcare workers. This time, we focus on meeting the community where people work, live, play, and worship to improve vaccinations by collecting and looking at immunization data. Quality Improvement Advisor Kathy Ray leads a discussion with Maddie Kolowski and Wesley Keurig, two community healthcare workers for the Elkhart County Health Department that are passionate about community health, immunizations, and partnering with others to improve healthcare in rural Indiana. Well, QSource wants to welcome back to the conversation the community health workers from Elkhart County. We have Maddie and Wesley with us again today to finish up and talk even more details into some conversation and details about all their work and the wonderful partners that they have up there and the incredible trust that they're building with their community. And I just want to uh, bring it back to Maddie and Wesley. Is there any updates or any information from our last podcast that you'd like to just share with those that are new to our conversation today? Absolutely, Kathy. I'd just like to give another shout out to just our local factories, our local churches. They're really the spearheads of our community. If we're going to work with someone, it's been great to just get, we've really honestly had such great reception from almost everyone in the community when it comes to that. Uh, Just another service I'd like to highlight in our community that has a strong presence is Goodwill. I don't think we talked about them last time, but uh, they really, they do a lot for our community and they have so many branches of what they do that focus on different target areas for the population. And it's just, it's awesome to see. I'm glad you mentioned that. Goodwill organization has incredible outreach through so many of their programs. So that's, that's a great highlight. Our partners within the community have been huge to allow us to do community health work. As I mentioned in the first episode, community health work is really about bridging that gap between the healthcare system and people's everyday life. So when we're able to meet them at their churches or at work or just anywhere out in the community, that's really huge to break down those barriers. Now, we also mentioned uh, during the first podcast, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your focus is on immunizations right now. I wondered if we could take a deeper dive into what that looks like for Elkhart County, and maybe we can we can talk through some of those immunization strategies specifically that you have either completed or you're in the process of implementing. And, and if you have any sort of data or um, anything specific around your community needs assessments, we would love to know that. Absolutely. I definitely think that's a great starting point is the data around immunizations. Since the pandemic, there's been global decreases in immunization rates, which is a huge reason why Wes and I even have our job. Um, We're out here to support and continue to promote immunizations globally. I did a bit of research and there's been a drop from 86% to 81% of coverage on childhood immunizations from 2019 to 2021. And looking at Elkhart County specifically, there's been over a 10% decrease just from 2020. And so it shows how much the pandemic has had an impact on immunization rates. It's It's led to vaccine hesitancy, all of these things. It's very multifaceted. There's a lot of things Wesley and I need to approach and target in order to bring those immunization rates back up. What Maddie's saying is entirely true. And uh, that question of like, 
what's going on in our community and, and where do we get this data was something that we really had to initially struggle. We struggled with that. We really, because we didn't know. I mean, there are health needs assessments that are done by local health institutions and those give us a decent picture, a decent picture about what's going on in Elkhart County. We wanted to dig in and get more specific when it came to immunization. So we actually, one of our first projects as community health workers was something called Conversations That Matter. And this was just an initiative to gauge the community, see how they felt about immunization, see what their hesitancy was, what barriers were preventing them from getting immunization. Because like Maddie said, the numbers have gone down, but we don't want to just attribute that to something like misinformation, or we don't want to attribute that to one thing when it could be, like Maddie said, very multifaceted. So we put out surveys and uh, we gave incentive for these surveys. We took these surveys to health fairs. We took them to events. We took them to social media. We got some results from that that were you know, pretty good, pretty illuminating. And what we did was we took the questions that we got from those surveys and we created a series of YouTube videos and social media posts just to hopefully target the questions that our county had specifically. Just to quickly piggyback off of what Wes is mentioning with our conversations that matter, I think something we definitely want to highlight is the fact that while we do want to see immunization rates go up, we don't have this agenda of absolutely everyone needs to get vaccinated and that's going to be the end of our conversation. Really, we are just wanting to open up these conversations so that we can empower people to make their own decisions, definitely encouraging that individual autonomy. As community health workers, Wes and I's big goal is just to provide support, education, and general promotion for people to then go and make their own decisions around immunizations. Do you find that the community has a reaction to the data? Or do you talk about the data with them? I think that the data has a place to be brought up. Right. Or speaking specifically to individuals and families, that's not always the most impactful thing okay. for them to hear. It really needs to come down to their own specific yeah. situations, what's most relevant to them. And that's why community health work truly is so important because you need to be having these individual conversations. It can't just be this broad public health message right. of, one size fits all. This promotion is going to help everybody. It comes down to having those individual conversations. Something that we did also do early on was we had some motivational interviewing training. And uh, when we when we got that training, we realized that, I don't know if anyone listening has ever taken motivational interviewing, it's very good. Something that it promotes is sort of like when you're working with a client or you're working with someone who maybe has an issue, you have to let them figure out what's going on. And because if, if someone doesn't figure out what the issues are for themselves, they're never going to. You could scream from the rooftops all day, but unless we know we can convey and we can help these people realize, like, what are my health needs? Why do I want this? Do I even want this for myself or my family? At the end of the day, even if those conversations don't go the way we want, at least there's more clarity for both parties. Probably for some it kind of stops them in their tracks and, and lets them think about things a little bit and from a different perspective. Right. And you and Maddie have, you both have a have that community perspective. One thing that I was just going to add, you asked if the data really has a big impact with families. And I told you, I think it's more specific to individual situations than that. But one thing that can be a little bit more impactful is just talking about the importance of vaccines as a whole 
for many of these diseases, we don't see them around commonly. And so they're not as feared or thought to be as real as they are. Um, so I would say that being able to talk about that side of vaccines tends to be more impactful. Well, we are rolling in to this time of year when we have to have those crucial conversations. And I'm wondering now that you've been in your roles for, what'd you say, a year? Just about a year. Just Aaron. about a year. <laughs> are you, have you developed or have you thought about any like best practices in those crucial conversations with community members about we're getting ready to go into flu vaccines? Have you had your COVID vaccine, by the way? Anything particular stand out when we when we start talking about the future planning of immunizations? I mean, it's definitely we have to be creative. It's a struggle sometimes to kind of find out what is the best approach. I think where we and Maddie have had the most success is in just being in the community ourselves, being a face of the department, being someone to have a conversation with. So being in local health, especially working for a local health department, that comes with a stigma nowadays. Mm -hmm. So when we're out there, oftentimes when we're having those conversations with people in our community, you can already feel that there's hesitation, that there's mistrust, and but that breaks down pretty quickly once we're both just people having a conversation. So part of what me and Maddie are doing is just finding the best places to set up informational tables and have presentations, we're going to events, and just making sure that people realize that your local government is not some anonymous enemy, rather we're just people who are trying to help the community. Yeah, putting that personal touch, that human touch back, they tend to, or myself included, you know, I think of people here and they're not able to see where I am in my in my health struggles or my health. And then you have folks that really are pretty much not able to adequately access the services that, that you and I have. And there's that component of accessibility and and especially in the rural parts of Elkhart County. Are there any special mobile type methods you're using? Definitely, as Wesley said, we're making sure that we're present in all of Elkhart County, not just the city of Elkhart. Okay. We're hosting these regular tables throughout the community. Okay. There we're able to answer questions, provide any materials that might be needed. We're even able to schedule people for their vaccines. As you said, sometimes access not even sometimes frequently, access is an issue. Um, and so us being there and then able to schedule people and remove that barrier right away is huge. Another big thing that is very cool that the health department offers is multiple vaccine clinic sites. Okay. So we're not just here at Elkhart County. We're not here just at the health department. We're also located, we have a Middlebury Clinic, a Napanee Clinic, a Millersburg Clinic, and two Goshen Clinics. So again, it just comes back to eliminating as many barriers as we can and making sure we're meeting the people where they're at as opposed to expecting them to always come to us. We've also gotten creative and done some different efforts. So for instance, when we work with the local schools and we have a little presentation that we give where we uh, give like a hand washing demonstration. We call it Dusty the dog. Uh, and we have the stuffed animal where the kids pet it and they can look at their hands at the black light and see all the dust that's on the dog. And that's basically just like a sickness prevention sort of class. But 
while we're teaching them about washing their hands, we can also teach them about the importance, all the ways that they can prevent sickness, such as immunizations and other things. That's a visual. I'm a visual learner as well. And I think those are so impactful. Yeah, <laughs> you can actually see it. Oh, that's good. So we've had to attack this from all angles too. Yes. We've worked with local colleges where okay. we've done projects where the students themselves are going out into the community and finding out what the health needs are for our various populations. Okay. Uh, we've also worked with a local health provider, Goshen Health. We did a project with them where we uh, gave lunch to kids, gave them a health presentation while we were giving out free lunches. It's called Lunch Bunch. It's a super cool thing that they do for the community that we got to really help out with. So that was awesome. As Wesley said, I think any opportunity that him and I have to be out within the community Becoming more of that recognized, friendly face is huge because we're not able to have the impact that we want without first building the trust in the community. You mentioned working with some students and identifying the areas or population targets of underserved areas. Are there any underserved areas that you've had to provide uh, materials in different languages or you've had to provide through other sources besides yourself? Are there other communication sources, things like that? I would say that we explore pretty much every communication source yeah. that we can. We're active on social media. As Wesley okay. has shared, we're out in the community. We have plenty of handout materials, and those are always available both in Spanish and English. Okay. We do have bilingual workers within the health department. Across the board, I would say that we're open to exploring any channels we can to reach everybody. But again, it comes back to that underlying theme of just building trust. No matter yes. what population we're working with, that's yes. the biggest thing that we can do. We've definitely had big focus lately on making sure that everything is bilingual, making sure that all the promotional <laughs> materials we put out are translated into Spanish. Uh, Elkhart County has a large Hispanic uh, population. We just want to make sure that that barrier isn't something we encountered. Finding out what some of the hesitations were, we found that that is definitely present. That when someone doesn't understand what's being presented, it can really create miscommunication that doesn't need to be there. Like, for instance, just medical terminology and medical translation yeah. is, a, is another huge barrier. Even if you translate something, it might not seem the same if you don't have someone who's good at translating in that medical terminology. So right. little things like that we've had to definitely address as we promote. And Have you had any public champions or anyone come to help you on the front of aware education awareness and promotion? Any community champions? Definitely have to give a shout out to the Northern Indiana Hispanic Health Coalition. They've done lots of clinics. They have you know, services for the community. I've got to give another shout out to Center for Healing and Hope. They provide nice. so many services in Spanish. Something they focus on that's really cool is uh, helping with diabetes and doing sort of informational diabetes stuff for the community. So if I had to ask both of you for some key takeaways from our first podcast and then today's podcast, can you think of a couple things maybe for community members in Elkhart County, also for organizations that are doing the same efforts and the same educational work that you're trying to do, any creative 
suggestions, ideas? Something that comes to mind right away for me is just being more involved. That comes from both ends, both people out in the community and organizations. I think Wesley and I have shared a lot of how we get involved in community events, but then we are also providing these opportunities for people to be more involved with us that isn't always perceived or utilized as much as I would hope for. So one thing that I would really encourage just from the community is to get to know their local workers, but then also be more involved in the things that they're providing. As Wesley shared earlier, we have done a project called Conversations That Matter. And the whole purpose of that survey project was to get people involved and hear their specific feedback. The entire point of that is that so we can improve our services to better meet their specific needs. We have a newer survey now, and it's, again, the same theme of trying to address barriers and figure out how we can improve services. So I really just hope for more engagement from both ends. I hope you guys will come back. We would love to hear more success that you're having, all of your creativity, you know, designed into implementation strategies to best meet the community where they are. And come back and share more data. Yeah, just keep us informed and updated and always know that we are here to support you. And if we can highlight and promote um, by podcast, let us know. We would be happy to have you back. Awesome. Thank you so much. As Wesley shared, we're always expanding and working on new projects, so I'm sure we'll have more to share. All right. Thank you both. Thank Thank you. you. So we thank all of our listeners, and if you missed any of our previous podcasts, please feel free to visit us at www.qsource.org.